his fears for a banking system in the U.S. economy. So, yeah, I mean, this is obviously the number one topic going on in the world yeah. right now. It's causing a lot of fear in the markets. Um, these regional banks got absolutely destroyed yesterday on the stock market. Um, First Republic obviously was one of the, I think, the second largest bank in the United States to collapse since 2008. Um, so, I mean, it's obviously instilling a lot of fear, I think. But this week, yesterday, uh, was Pac West, I believe is the name of the bank. They are having major issues as well and needing to to borrow funds and sell assets. Um, so there's a lot of rumors that they may be getting bought out. There's also rumors of, of many other small banks that may be getting bought out in the near future. So I think this trend will continue in the coming months and weeks. And I mean, I think we're at four banks now. I mean, by the end of 2023, my guess is you're going to see 50 to 100 banks fail. Wow, that's, that's uh, scary. And it could be even much, much larger. I mean... In between 2007 and 2009, you saw hundreds of banks go down. Um, so in 2008, there were 11,800 banks in the United States, and today there are 4,000. I think at the end of all of this, we, we will be down to less than 100 banks is my guess, and who knows, we may even get down to where it just goes down to four major banks or five major banks, similar to Canada. So I mean, I think a lot more pain is coming, a lot more... Bank runs are coming. People are going to start pulling their money out of the banks in the United States, especially the smaller regional banks, and then putting that money into larger banks like J.P. Morgan because J.P. Morgan seems to be buying up all these little ones, and that's just going to continue. So it's just going to make the bigger banks stronger and make all the smaller banks disappear, and that's... So is that panic for us, for the everyday person? Like, should we worry? Because I, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a sign of things to come. I think yeah. once bank runs start, they're really difficult to stop. Because um, when people start pulling their money out of the banks, the banks are no longer able to, they're going to run out of money. So right. they're going to be forced to sell assets, which they don't have. So they're going to have to sell off their entire business. And so you're going to, yeah, Canada is going to have, I mean, there's definitely exposure. If, if, if In the if, U.S., all these little banks are going down. Sure. So... Is everybody just everybody's going to gravitate to the big banks, right? So that would be the solution. In it's a not a solution a, because a the big banks are no better off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, this is this is is it's a systemic issue. This is not just an issue for the smaller banks. This is the big banks are going to have issues as well because of the rate hikes that we've seen. I think we're yeah. ten oh, ten rate sure. hikes in a row. Um, so I mean, I think. This is a systemic issue, and the big banks are going to feel pain as well. So it's not like they're only going to win in this. But right now, J.P. Morgan's taking advantage of the situation. I'm and sure they're that buying these banks at pennies, pennies on, on the dollar. dollar eh? And they're bringing in all these <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars of deposits, billions, and, and they're paying pennies, literally. And Well, Silicon Valley was the, the first one on the news. Now First Republic, that's two major California banks that failed. I mean, these are pretty big banks. Like these aren't small time. Yes, yeah, so um, mom, like small banks. Uh, that's 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 terrifying in a in a way. I think people are starting to. And now you're seeing this in mainstream media more. I think people are just starting to wake up. And, well, the, I think the biggest difference between now and 2008 is the banks that are failing are much larger than they were in 2008. So okay. Three of the three banks that have gone down are would be three of the top four banks of 2008 they're, they're that big they're they're much bigger than the banks that were failing in 2008 
So that's kind of the things that make people nervous right now. It's not yeah. just little, little small mom and pop banks. Yeah, these, exactly. are, these, are, these are large banks. Yeah. And, uh, We're talking billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. yeah. So I, I truly do believe the 2023 bank failures will be much, much worse than 2008. And from a dollar standpoint, it's already almost at that level. Um, it's just wait until the other banks start falling. And just like you said, it's starting this. I, I got this article off Microsoft or sorry, USA Today. U.S. banking crisis, close to 190 banks could collapse, according to a study. And that's in the USA Today. Yeah. I'm surprised that's on mainstream media. I mean, that's a terrifying So headline. when you see, yeah, so I mean, my guess is it's probably going to be a bigger number than that. Yeah. I mean, if they're willing to say that number, I mean, it's probably going to be much, much bigger than that. Yeah, that is. And I'm not saying it's all going to happen this year. Like in 2008, those banks went down between 2007 and 2009, right? So it was over a three-year period of bank yeah. failures. So we'll probably see something very similar. Um, but it might even happen in a much quicker quicker fashion this time around. If the bank runs get serious enough, it could really take down the entire banking sector. Wow. Including the big banks. Including the big banks. Now that's terrifying. Because why would you trust the big bank if 99% of the other banks went down? I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. Not, like, why trust... This bank is not any safer than this bank. So banks are collapsing like dominoes. What what could what could come out of this? Now that people are discouraged and they're taking their money out of banks, where's the safe haven? Where are people going to run to? I mean, I think right now it, it's it's precious metals probably at the top of the list. Right, gold and silver. People want their assets in their own possession, um, or they want just ca- take the cash out of the bank and keep that in their possession. Um, cryptocurrencies is another place that people tend to go to or people will buy real estate, buy commodities, um, buy physical, tangible assets. I think that's the big transition you're going to see is people moving away from financial assets and moving them into hard assets. Right. Um, so that's usually what happens when you see a situation like this with bank runs. So uh, people, no people have to put that money into real tangible things because I mean, this really could happen quickly where the majority of banks go down in a very, very short period of time if the bank runs become significant, which I think is a, a really serious threat. Because when people start taking their money out of the banks and they're lined up, it's not going to be one bank. They're going to be lined up around all the banks. And then at that point, these banks are fractionally reserved. They don't have the money to actually give you. Okay, They only have $1 for every 10 that's out there. Right. So when, when 10% of the people go ask for their money... They run out, now they have no more money. So then they're going to be all be forced to sell assets. At that point, who's going to buy it up? Banks don't have the assets to buy it anymore. So you're going to have the government have to bail out again. Um, so that's likely what you're going to see happen. The government's going to just continue, and the Federal Reserve is just going to continue to print trillions and trillions of dollars to help these banks get through it. And all that's going to do is tank the dollar. I mean, that's where gold and silver will, will thrive. And that's where I believe the best opportunities will be in the coming months and years. Wow, that's uh, we're we're heading to some scary times, and I think, I, 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 I just like you said, I think uh, precious metals is just gonna like people are gonna really, I think people got to get educated. I, I I think people are a little bit scared right now, and they don't know where to turn. And, and I'm glad there's a podcast like this because you're not getting this information, gold. The mainstream media is not reporting on gold. It's quiet for sure. It's been very And it just quiet. hit an all-time high. I mean, that's a big that's big news. Yeah, all-time why, high. Why wouldn't that be all over mainstream media? And silver just hit a 52-week high. 
I try to find articles about it. It's, it's, it's they're not out there. I um, know that that's that's crazy to me. Um, and that's going to continue. I mean, that's always the way it's been, and that's always the way it will be. It mainstream will never jump on. CNBC has not even uttered a peep about gold. That's crazy, and and it's reached its fifty-two week high, right? But again, when and there's a reason for that. If people see that gold is skyrocketing and gold's doing yeah. well, and they look at their stock market portfolio and it's performing poorly. They're gonna they're gonna start pulling their money out of the banks and out of their investments and moving them into precious metals. And the system doesn't can't afford that to happen. There's a reason they keep the prices of gold and silver suppressed, and that the mainstream media doesn't talk about gold and silver. And when they do, it's usually in a negative way. Yeah. Um, so I mean, they can't allow that to happen because when people start pulling their monies money out of the banks and putting it into gold and silver, now you're putting that bank at risk of of failure. Right, because again, they're fractionally reserved. They don't have the money to afford for people to take all their money out. You know what I'm saying? Like that—that's the risk. What's causing these banks to um, collapse? Is this that—is it, it, it because of people are starting to? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a big yeah, part. I mean, that's the other a big part. Well, the other part that, that's causing the systemic risk here is the fact that the central banks have raised rates so quickly. This is this is historic. I think the percentage is like over five thousand percent increase. So the Fed just increased the rates again. Yeah. Yes. Two days ago, the Fed right. increased by another quarter point. Mm-hmm. I think we're at four point seven five or something like, or five is it five percent now? I don't even remember. Um, so they're. I mean, in my opinion, they're probably going to be done now. They'll yeah. probably pause, and there is have been rumors that that is what's going to happen in June. That they may be more likely to pause and continue raising. But the fact that they've raised rates so rapidly over the past 12 months has caused these banks to fail. That is the main reason. It's not that people didn't start pulling their money out yeah. for no reason. People started pulling them out because the banks started failing. But the banks started failing because of the rate high interest rates rising in such a quick period of time. That's the exact same thing that happened in 2008. Rates went to the exact same level they're at right now. Banks all failed. Now we're at the same level of rate interest rates again. Banks are failing. They have no ability to raise rates any higher than they're at right now, or the entire banking system will collapse. So they're definitely going to slow down. They can't raise yeah. any more, and you'll see it. Between now and June, you'll see more bank failures. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, there's no question. So when there is more bank failures, the central banks are going to have no choice but to stop raising because they cannot collapse. The, unless, they, unless they want the banks to fail and they want the system collapse. I mean, so that's, is this an agenda uh, or a conspiracy theory? Um, call it what you will where this is happening so um only there's a few major banks left in the u.s kind of like what's happening in canada where there's going to be only four or three or five major banks left yeah. in the u.s i think for sure i think this buying is definitely all these banks at pennies on the dollar i think that is the goal here to consolidate all the banks to right. bring it from four thousand to five or ten yeah exactly 20, whatever that number is yeah. i don't i don't really know but it's definitely going to reduce the amount of banks by at least 90%. And the reason, there's a few reasons for that. But the main reason is they are implementing central bank digital currencies in the very near future. Right. And they need somebody to run that for them. And they're going to need to use the banks. But to try to coordinate something like that with 4,000 banks in the United States is impossible. It's going to be much more yeah, difficult. It's very difficult. But if you're just dealing with a handful of banks like Canada has, it would be much more, much easier to just implement the system. Um, usher it in, force people to use this new digital currency because they're going to use the J.P. Morgans, the Wells Fargo's, the Citibanks. That's who they want to deal with. They don't want to have to deal with these small mom-and-pop banks as well. Um, and again, it, it allows them to control 
our money in a much easier fashion when it's only five banks versus 4,000 banks. So I, th I think that's a big part of it as well. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I just, there's a CNN article. I'm not usually uh, quoting from CNN, but it, it's, it's kind of uh, interesting. Something's about to break why Wall Street is freaking out about banks. So the feds are saying banks are fine. The treasury are saying banks are fine. The banks are saying we're fine. But Wall Street, everybody sell. The banks are on fire. That's Wall wow. Street, the magazine, or I mean, the, the, no, the website. Wall Street, in Wall Street general. in general. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think common sense. Just... I don't even know. I, I can't believe this came from CNN, or this could be fake news. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't believe. I mean, it. you just got to ask the general public if you really want the, yeah. what the word on the street is, and people are nervous. I mean, yeah. How, how can obviously they have to say the banks are safe? Yeah, they have to. If imagine the U.S. Treasury comes out and announces the banks aren't safe. Yeah, exactly. You'd have bank runs that day. So they're right. always going to say that from now to the end of time. Right. So what they say is completely meaningless, in my opinion. Sure. But all you have to do is look at reality. You've never seen the banks fail at this this large in that short period of time in history. I know these banks are much much bigger than in two thousand eight. Um, so this is, uh, in my opinion, is much scarier of an outcome than 2008 mm -hmm. because they were able to paper over it and print money and bail out the banks and it as much as it was a difficult transition a difficult period there was a, a recession there people did lose a lot of money and on their investments i just think the potential risk here is much much worse it's a systemic risk of on all banks because i think the the deposits are much greater than they were in 2008 how are you going to bail out if the money's 10 times it was in 2008 how are you going to bail out all of these banks, you're not you're not going to be able to unless you completely crash the dollar, and and we go into hyperinflation. I, that's my point. They're not going to save all the banks. They're just going to let the big banks continue to consolidate, continue to buy up all of these smaller banks for for pennies on the dollar. So I think that's what you're likely going to see. Oh, for sure. There's no doubt about that. That's heading in that direction. And then, um, how is this affecting the dollar? Is the dollar collapsing? Well, you're like, seeing it. Gold, yeah. Gold's at all-time highs right now. Right. Silver's at 52-week highs. People are panicking. People are pulling yeah. their money out of the banks. They just don't trust it. Just yesterday alone, I would say we got 20 calls, just people just saying, I want to set up a meeting. I want to, I want to uh, look at ulterior. I want to look at gold and silver. They, they, they actually say on the phone call, with all these banks failing, I'm nervous. Right. This is real. This is, that's... The real statement and, not, and not they what, should they should be they looking should be to nervous I mean, why wouldn't you be nervous yeah. in this situation this is i don't personally don't keep large amounts of money in the bank um, yeah just whatever i need to pay the bills um it's not that i'm so paranoid it's just why take the risk exactly not to mention cash is losing 15 percent a year to inflation so what's the benefit of having money in a bank if you're not gonna unless you need to use it for your business use it to pay bills but other than that why keep large amounts of money in a bank I don't you're only insured so much right but the insurances yeah, yeah. that's not going to work yeah. i mean the insurances don't the fdic for example they don't have the money to be able to pay off everybody's 250 grand right they just don't have it not to mention they're they're spending a lot of money right now yeah. um, with all these bank failures so they're going to they're going to run out of money in a very short period of time and when that happens how are they going to bail out everybody they're not um, so they like to tell you about this insurance because it keeps people comfortable and safe and they feel like, oh, my 50 grand's fine. I, they're insured up to 250. You're not insured at all. I mean, don't believe that for yeah. a second because right. when all the banks fail, there's no way the FDIC will be able to give you your 250 grand. And if they do, your money, that 
money's going to be worthless at that point anyway. So that 250 grand will be worth like what 25 grand is today. Do you know what I mean? Because wow, the inflation a, will yeah. be that severe. Yeah, exactly. Because you're talking about tens of trillions of dollars. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's... It's... Uh, yeah, it's insane. I mean, people have the right to be nervous. and So let's talk about a little bit of um, some banking lingo. So bank runs and there's bail-ins. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't know what bail-ins are. They understand bank runs and people are pulling out their money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what are bail-ins? Sure. Um, bail-ins is when the banks are able to actually use your funds to pay creditors. Um, the banks are allowed to take your money. For example, 20% of, let's just say you had 100 grand in the bank. The banks legally have the right to say, sorry, we're not doing well financially. We're going to take 20% of your money to pay off of our, our creditors. Um, That's incredible. Canada passed that in, legisl- legisl- in their legislation a few years ago. The U.S. has that too or no? They do. Uh, I'm not as familiar with yeah. what's written in the, in, in the U.S. and how that, but I know in Canada, for sure, they have the ability to take your money and give you a haircut like they did in, in Cyprus, in Greece. Um, That's incredible. What percent that will be, I have no idea. But why put that into legislation if you don't in- believe yeah. you're going to use it at some point? Will they? I mean... That's worst case scenario, obviously. Yeah. Well, worst case scenario, they take it all. <laughs> and your you money... You don't have any. And your yeah. bank's closed and your doors yeah, We are went shut. belly up. Sorry, we have no money to Bank runs it. are honestly yeah. worst case scenario. It's worse than bail-ins. Like, if you're going to take 10, 20% of my money... Hey, we're, I'll, you'll still be able to live. Yeah. But bank runs, that would really collapse the banking system where your money would be gone completely. Because like I said, it's, yeah. it's fractionally reserved. The banks don't have your money. They're taking your money and they're investing into risky assets. So they only have 10% of the money that you deposited, right? They don't actually have your money. So if everybody came to withdraw their money from the banks... After 10% of those people withdraw their money, the banks would have no more money to give. So let's say if I had 500 grand in the bank and I went, can I take that out in cash? You can order it. I mean, it would be difficult for sure. How long would it take? I wonder if there's a lot of loopholes you have to go through, like a lot of... uh, Oh, for sure. They ask you a lot of questions. Um, They want to know what you're going to be doing with that money. Um, The banks do everything in their power to keep your money in yeah, in their exactly. accounts, um, because it's that important to them. Yeah. They, they're seeing, especially these regional banks in the U.S. right now. I mean, I can just imagine what they're saying to their customers to try yeah. to keep their money in there, because they can't afford to give everybody right. their money, and it's it would collapse their their institution. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what do Canadians now? Are Canadians need to worry? Obviously, it's a it's a different story here. We are we are already at the point where we only have five major. I think it's five major banks, six, maybe eight, five or six. Uh, um, uh, as they're reading these U.S. headlines, do Canadians need to worry about this? I can't see why not. Yes, yeah. I think they should be worried. Now, do I think they should be as worried as people with their money in regional banks in the United States? No. Yeah. Because again, I mean, I think we ha- we have better regulations in Canada with our banking system. Um, we don't, we don't have, we don't, our banks don't take on the same amount of risk as the United States banks do. Um, and again, our, our banks are larger as well. They're not the small mom and pops. These are big, big banks in Canada. And I think the government would likely 
bail them out if they do have any financial difficulties. But in the end, if there is a bank run that happens in the United States, you're sure to see bank runs here in Canada. And that will c cause major risk into the whole banking system going down in Canada as well. Because you can't, you can't fight off bank runs. There's no, once the bank runs happens, it's game over. It's game over for the banks or the dollar. And they're going to take their choice at that point. I mean, wow. Because the banks don't have the money. So how is, how is that customer going to withdraw the money? The only way is if they get bailed out by the Fed. But you're talking hundreds of trillions of dollars. So your money would be worth confetti at that point anyway. So Exactly. Bank runs is the, the end, the end game. I mean, when you see that at, at, a, at a national level, it's over. Because it won't just be in the United States. If you see bank runs in the United States nationwide, you're going to see bank runs in Canada. You're going to see bank runs in... All over the world. All right? over the yeah. world. Yeah. And I believe that day will come one day. You're going to see bank runs all over the world. And I don't think we're that far away from it, to be honest. But I think, um, how can they stop that? Can they stop that with the digital currency they want to enforce? Oh, yeah. I think they yeah. want to implement those. Yeah. Or actually, I mean... Again, they need a crisis to, to bring in these, these central bank digital currencies, I believe. Yeah. I think they need to have a crisis before they, people will accept them. Right. So they may have this banking crisis first and then bring in the central bank digital currencies. Right. But again, that's why they want... And make it very attractive um, well, where they'll well, offer, you know, hey, sign up here, you get $1,000 in digital currency. Well, yeah, you just lost yeah. all your money in yeah, your bank, exactly. so they got to do something. So here's yeah. your central bank digital currency account. We're going to put $20,000 in it. And every month you're going to get a thousand bucks or two thousand bucks or whatever those numbers are. Right. But I do see that's how it's going to play out. I think uh, they're going to give you incentive to open up a central bank digital currency because why else would somebody open one up? Like, there's no chance I'm going to open one up. But people need that money, and the government's giving it to you. Right. People are going to rush to open up that account. Now, obviously, I'm not a fan of CBDCs, right? Where the sure. government. Um, so how do we stop that from happening? Because I think that's the end game. Once you're there, that is total control. So you are seeing some states you, ban you, it. Yeah. In Florida, for example. Yeah, Florida. It is. Yeah, it's total control. I mean, yeah. they're going to be able to control what we do with our money and yeah. whether or not we are able to spend it or not it, or force it to lose all of its purchasing power in 12 months, for example. They can, you know what I mean? They may force you to spend it within a certain amount of time. Obviously, they're going to make sure you can only spend it on certain things. You can only travel twice a year or something like that. You can only buy so much gas. You can yeah. only buy so much red meat. There's going to be restrictions. That's the exactly. whole point of central bank digital currencies yeah. for the control of us. Yeah. So uh, if your politicians are for it, you you know that's not well, the politician to vote for. That's that where it's going to need to stop. I mean, and you're seeing, yeah. like I said, Florida. I don't know what, any, what other states are. Um, yeah, we don't know. Like Texas. Ron DeSantis right now, we don't know where he stands. He's done a great job in Florida. There's no doubt about that. But he did come out and say, you know, uh, we we're basically banning, banning. this. Yeah, it's great. I know that's that need, that's a good sign. But the God. bad sign is, where's the other leaders of yeah. the states coming and saying the same thing? They're exactly. Not. And in Canada, yeah. same. Nobody's really saying no. Um, well, definitely not here. Europe, yeah, they're coming. Yeah, nobody's saying no. Um, um, I, I if people want to see, right? They just. China has got the social credit system. That's a perfect sure. example of where yeah. CBDCs are going. It's exactly where they're going. And that's exactly how it would be. Um, it's frightening. It and, is frightening. And you're only lying to yourself if you think otherwise. You know. Um, no, I agree. I mean, I think central bank digital currencies are coming. But again, if, if the politicians aren't going to stop it, 
It has to be the people. Yeah. And then you're going to have to see people rebel and exactly. say no. Problem is they know that. They know we are going to push back. That's why I do believe they're going to have to have some type of event. Exactly. Some type of catastrophic event where people are begging for this other currency. That's right. Or else you're going to end up like France right now. France is, is protesting. Well, I think you're going to see that no matter what. You've you got millions of people protesting. And that was ignited just by moving. It's a the, minor thing. Uh, what was it? The, 62 to 64 years. Yeah, the yeah retirement, the retirement age. That's, a, that's not. But they, that's, that's built up stuff. A lot of that is people uh, in France are rebelling against the WEF, right? Or, sure. Uh, the World Economic Forum, right? And uh, I think that's another thing. Where do these, these guys are like, the World Economic, Economic Forum is all tied into this stuff, right? Um, of course. They're, they're, they're behind a lot of it. Yeah, and exactly. They kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And who elected the WEF? <laughs> I know I didn't, but yet they're making all the decisions. Uh, decisions. It's, it's it's insane to me. That's, well, that's where we need to push back. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And um, unfortunately, I, I don't see Canadians as the country to, to, to push back. Yeah. I mean, hopefully. Well, we did have the Freedom Convoy that was very, sure. you know, that was well but, respected around the world. And uh, sure. You know. But again, we, we could have pushed back a lot harder than yeah. we did. Like, oh. look what you're seeing in France right now. Yeah. Now, that's based off of raising the late age of retirement from 62 to 64. Now, imagine that you lost your pension. Yeah. Imagine people yeah. on the streets in that situation. You're talking about total chaos. And that's, in my opinion, at some point will happen. I mean, there's no way the, gov the governments are bankrupt around the world, period. Right. How are they going to be able to pay these pensions? They don't have the funds. They're not going to be able to create the revenue. They're not going to be able to tax people enough to get this money to be able to pay these pensions. Where is it going to come from? I mean, yeah, if you have the ability to print and print and print, sure. But let's just say you to get your pension, your your $5,000 a month, well, maybe that 5000 is only worth $10 now because of the amount of money that the government's going to have to print to give you that check. So you may still get your pension check, but it's going to be worthless. It's going to yeah. be like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. You're not going to be able to buy groceries with that pension check. Right now, people, some people are able to live off their pension check. That's not going to be the case in the future. So either they're going to just tell you, sorry, pensions are no longer around. You're getting nothing. Or you get your check, but it'll be worthless. Yeah. It'll be very, it won't be able to, you won't be able to live off of it. So enough of this black cloud <laughs> that we're putting on top of us here. But the thing is, um, and, and that's why people come to this podcast, right. Is for some viable information is we, there is, it's, it's okay. There's alternatives here and there's precious metals, gold and silver that are just like you said, 52 week highs. Yeah. Um, now is the time to get in. It's affordable. Now it's not going to be affordable as things get bad and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. You won't be able to afford not only, not only afford it, you yeah. won't be able to get it. Yeah, that's another that's thing. That's the risk. Oh, my People God. People talk about it all the time, silver being unobtainable. And I, I think we're months away from that happening. The physical, there's not a lot of above-ground physical silver. It's, very, it's going to run out, and in my opinion, it's going to run out, run out very soon. You, all you need is one billionaire to just come out and buy all of the above-ground physical silver in the world in, in, in one minute. That's how easy it is. And that's what happened in 1980. Um, the Hunt brothers came into the market and just, just bought it all up. And um, wow. 
it's it's really that simple. I mean, one person can come in and and collapse and and make all the physical silver run out, and that would collapse the banking system as well. I mean, I'm not going to get into the how that's tied because yeah, yeah. it is a deep yeah discussion. But I mean, it, it, that's for another episode. Silver is very important to the financial system and, and to the U.S. dollar. Um, so when silver does go to those high prices, that's game over for the U.S. dollar. And um, I think we're heading there very soon. Yeah, and you're seeing that, and that's why people need to. You know, you got to get in now. Now is the time, like you said. And yeah, I mean, if you don't have any exposure right now, you yeah. have to have a sense of urgency in you. Yeah, you should almost be in a panic. I mean, because you're not rushing into buying an ass a new asset. I'm not telling you to rush in to buy Bitcoin. That's only got yeah. 13 years of history. Gold and yeah. silver have been money for 5,000 years. Okay, your money and your cash in your bank—that's currency. It's fiat currency. It's going to lose value. Eventually, be worthless. You need to have that cash or money in the bank in hard assets that are going to go up in price and protect yourself from your purchasing power and protect yourself from the inflation that we're going to see run over the next several years. Because you think the inflation is bad now, you haven't seen anything yet. It's going to get 10 times worse. They just started bailing out the banks. There's a lot more banks to come. That is going to cause insane amounts of inflation. I mean, so I think people really need to do their homework I don't, I'm not telling you to rush out and buy it, but rush to learn about gold and silver. Understand what it is, why you're buying it. This is insurance. I always tell people gold is insurance. Right. Everybody has life insurance. Gold in your portfolio is way more important than life insurance, in my opinion. I mean, you cannot, you cannot have all of your assets in the banking system because if the banking system goes down, you have nothing. You've worked your whole life for those assets, for that money. And now it's going to be worthless. You cannot take that kind of risk. And maybe there is only a 5% chance of that happening. But you can't take that chance on your entire family's livelihood. You have to have some assets outside of the system. So if it were to collapse and the dollar collapses, you have tangible assets that are going to go up in price. And you're going to still be able to live your same life that you used to before. But if you don't have those gold, that gold and silver in your possession, and your money's in the, in the financial uh, institutions and we do go through hyperinflation then your money's going to be worthless so at that point you're going to be too late to the game to rush into gold and silver like i said it's going to be unobtainable or the price is going to be 10 times what it is right now so yeah the opportunity is amazing in my opinion especially on the silver because it is so cheap historically speaking in 1980 silver was 50 dollars us today it's 25 and it's the only asset in the world that's half of its price from 42 years ago. It's absolutely yeah. insane. And um, there's a reason for that. The banks manipulate it. Exactly. And they'll continue to manipulate it until mm -hmm. the physical silver runs out, and then it's game over for them. And I think we're very, very close to the physical silver running out in the world. I'm waiting over two months. Um, these Right now we're seeing the highest levels of demand for physical silver in history. We're also seeing the low, lowest levels of inventory for physical silver in history. Okay, so... It's the perfect storm when it comes to, not, not to mention all of the, the use cases for physical silver in the industrial world with solar panels and electric cars. They both require huge amounts of silver. And Europe and the United States have huge green initiatives. So these solar panels and, and electric cars are coming whether you like it or not. Where is this silver going to come from? We're already seeing the worst shortages in silver we've ever seen in history. Where are they going to get this silver for the solar panels and the electric cars and the retail demand? So you may see the governments come out and, and ban retail 
investors from buying silver just because they'll call it a national emergency. Right, yeah. We need it for phones. We need it for Good solar. Point. We need it for all these reasons. We cannot allow you to be purchasing it because it's too important to the day-to-day. I mean, that may happen. I mean, in 1933, they took our gold. Um, the United States um, forced people to sell their gold back to the government at a set price. You may see something like that again. Um, so, I mean, it's really hard to say, but silver, I think, is, to me, is the best opportunity out there when it comes to any asset, um, just because it is so cheap historically, and the demand has never been greater than it is today, and the supply is declining year after year. So just last year alone, the shortfall was like 240 million ounces of physical silver. Shortfall. So where are we going to get that 240? Every year, the last four years, there's been a shortfall over 100 million ounces. So if it's 240 million this year, I'll bet you next year is going to be over 300 million because of the growth and the demand on the industrial side of the silver. So where is this silver going to come from? You can't just keep going in the hole and the hole and the hole using reserves and reserves and the reserves will run out. The COMEX is sitting on the least amount of silver they've ever sat on in inventory. Wholesalers are sitting on nothing. Um, the mints are sitting on nothing. The U.S. Mint created barely no silver eagles last year. They only made 15 million. They usually make 50 to 60 million. So they're down 75% production. Just in my opinion, it's because there's no silver. They don't come out and admit that, but why are you only producing that many? The premium skyrocketed on the silver eagles. They're, they're, they're about 75, 80% premiums. Never seen that before, ever. It's because they're hard to get. You can't get them. Um, wow. So I think it's just a matter of time before you can't get any silver, not just the U.S. Eagles. You're not going to be able to get anything. No Royal Canadian Mint, no U.S. Mint, no private minted stuff, nothing. Unless you're willing to pay your neighbor a much, because who's going to want to sell their silver in that environment? Exactly. Unless you're willing to pay me like 10 times what I'm paid for it, because that's going to be the reset of the price when the physical silver runs out. Well, silver's going to turn into gold. Basically, in terms of the price, because yeah, it's going to be. Well, gold will all will gold always be more than silver? No, no. Why? Why? Why should it? Yeah. What? What? What's the growth in use cases for gold right now? Yeah, there isn't any. Gold's used as money and jewelry. Okay, silver has new use cases every week. Silver purifies water. Silver is used in healthcare. Silver is used in every. This whole new AI world we're entering yeah, is all going to require silver. silver. Yeah. I mean, you got the Silk Belt Road in, in, in China that they're building all throughout Asia and the rest of the world. That's going to require lots of silver. Where is all this silver coming from? Yeah, It doesn't exist. It's a very scarce asset that is super, super, super cheap when you look at the, the historical Unless Elon, Elon goes on Mars and discovers silver. <laughs> Okay. And then yeah. it's game. That's possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. But I mean, um, who knows? Oh my God, that's crazy. Silver to me is is more is more an attractive investment than gold is. No question. No question. There's way yeah. more upside. So gold yeah. from 1980 is up 150. percent Yeah. Not great, mm-hmm. but at least it did go up. Silver's down 50. percent Explain that. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Not to mention the money supply increased. 18 times since 1980 and silver's half of its price mm-hmm. in theory you, it, to keep up with the money printing it should have gone up 18 times so that's 900 an ounce silver that's where i think we're heading to be honest with you I think yeah. we'll, we'll be in that range we'll probably get into the, oh, above a thousand as well several years down the road but 
I would say in the next, by 2030, I don't see how we don't see a thousand dollar an ounce silver. But the crazy thing is you don't have to wait. You may not have to wait till 2030. This going to, with these banks going down now, I mean, this is going to lead to major, major, major inflation. And you could see silver. If the physical silver runs out and the COMEX has to shut down, I mean, you could see silver get to a thousand bucks in 12 months. Mm -hmm. It can happen that fast. Wow. But that's not a world that you're going to want to be in. It's exactly. going to be a scary world. It will be. I mean, uh, well, because all the stuff that you use silver to produce stuff, right, would be more expensive, right? Well, that because if it, it's a thousand, that. Ounce. But if silver is a thousand dollars, that means we are now in hyperinflation yeah. situation where people are not going to be able to afford the day to day. There's no way they're going to be able to afford groceries and pay their mortgage and pay their car bill. That's what you're going to see: a consolidation. Families move together, selling their cars. Because so you're going to lose your jobs in that environment as well. So, I mean, it's just going to be a really, really hard time that we're going to have to go through. And I don't really see any way out of it. I don't see how we go through the next 10 years without going through this very, very difficult transition period. And I think we're very close to it starting. And I think it already has with these bank collapses. I think you're at the beginning of the end of our financial system. And there you have it, folks. <laughs> Run out and go buy precious metals immediately. Protect yourself. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. We are we are headed at uh, some crazy times. I, I don't. We're already uh, in it. Yeah, we're we're in it. We're we just don't realize it. it. Yeah, because it hasn't gotten to that level yet. Yeah, but it started for sure. And yeah. To be honest, it started in two thousand eight. Yeah. I mean, they should have never bailed out the banks then. Yeah. And that, that was, that was, and if they do it again, your dollars toast. And yeah. You're going to go through hyperinflation. There's no way around it. But there's, there's, this is where millionaires are made and billionaires, right? Well, that's, at, that's at these times. Yeah. Just like you said. Everything's not somber. Everything's not yeah. black cloud. This is, yeah. to me, I'm excited about exactly. this transition. Right. I mean, that old system was not a good system to be in. It's a debt based economy, it's a fractional reserve bank. Everybody's just over leveraged right now because right. that's the way the system was designed. Yeah. I mean, it's a consumption based system. It's a debt based system. It's not, it can't sustain itself. Mm -hmm. So we need to get off of that old archaic system that always collapses. Every time it's ever been implemented, it always goes to zero and collapses. That's the whole purpose they put us in that system in the first place. Right. To crash it, to be able to control us. So that's really all by design. Um, but if we can go into a new system, that is not run by central banks, where we use cryptocurrencies, for example, as our money with no third parties. Um, that's very that's wishful thinking. It's wishful, but <laughs> hey, man, I think it's happening. Yeah, I, I hope it does. People are going to rebel against these central bank digital currencies, and yeah, there will always be an out. But the only way we cannot get stuck into going into these central bank digital currencies, we have to fight it. We can't allow them. To bring it in. You got to just say, no, I'm not using it. Yeah. If everybody says no, you're going to yeah. have to do something else. Yeah. And we'll create our own. We have our own money. We already have mm -hmm. Bitcoin, for example. Mm -hmm. We don't need central bank digital currencies. Bitcoin can be used by the entire world, used for payments, used for store of wealth, used for everything. Not just Bitcoin, but there's many cryptocurrencies out there. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's better ways for our world to function in the future. And that's why I've always been so passionate about Bitcoin, because it I mean, that is what will save the people. That brings the power back into the hands of the people. The right. reason humans are slaves today is because of the banking system. Okay, that's by design. Um, they own you. They own the money, they own you. 
because they control everything that happens. They control the interest rates. They control the money supply. They can make your dollar worth nothing tomorrow, or they can make it worth a lot more. It's their choice. But their choice is to obviously crash the dollar, in my opinion. That's by design what's always happened throughout history. Every empire's collapsed. They've all collapsed for the exact same reasons, hyperinflation. They've all printed too much money, promised their citizens too much. And you're seeing it already. The U.S. is close to $32 trillion in debt. I mean, they're bankrupt. Yeah. The whole world's bankrupt. Canada's bankrupt. Canada's, Ontario's bankrupt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, sorry, you have a pension with an Ontario government. Why would you trust that you're going to be getting that in 20 years from now? I mean, I would never trust to get money from somebody who's bankrupt today in 20 years. If you're bankrupt, where are you going to get this money from? Yeah. You're trusting people that are terrible with money, <laughs> managing money. Disastrous. Yeah. Disastrous. These people are tri tri like I could have did that. And Anybody I don't have I don't have a financial background. I could tank. <laughs> I could tank the economy. No problem. I'd be exactly. really good at that. You know, look at what um, they've done. Like The last uh, 10 years, they haven't raised interest yeah. rates. Now they raise them. Yeah. Way too late. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you let this bubble yeah. grow way too Like, that's who you're listening to. People who have no common sense. They've yeah. been wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong. Yeah. And they're wrong again now. But they these, shouldn't not keep continue to raise rates into this. Exactly. And they're, not, and they're not terrible managers. They're just, I believe, Liars. there's an agenda, and right? an agenda. Exactly. Sure. It's a combination. It's for total control. And if you don't believe that, you, you got to be super naive in life. I'm sorry. Um, digital currencies, the only, the only, um, well, digital currencies are good, but not run by the government. Not so central, CB, not central bank. Digital yeah, exactly. Central banks so are CBDCs are for total control. What right. there's, there's going to be no benefit in that. Zero but, benefit. Cause it's not like they're going to limit the amount yeah. of CBDCs. Yeah. They're going to just print and print like they're doing on the old system. Yeah, exactly. So we're just right. The old system, but now. On a blockchain, to using blockchain technology, but what they're going to use that technology is not for the better of the people. They're going to use it to control you and not limit to how you spend your money, and that's what it's all about. So let's talk about a little bit harder assets. So if you the diversifying your portfolio, and I think people want to know this. This is good um, sound information because take all the if you had a hundred grand, where would you put it in? You would. What if percentage? I pick one? Oh. No. What percentage would you put in precious metals? What percentage would you put in no, 100, Bitcoin? Hundred thousand net worth or hundred thousand dollar portfolio? No. Let's say someone had a hundred thousand dollars and they're coming to you for some financial advice. Sure. Um, how much percentage would you put in precious metals? How much would you put in Bitcoin? How much would you put in real estate? How, you know what I mean? How much? Sure. Like hard assets. Sure. So you're kind of away from. So, this. good question. Yeah. I love real estate, but yeah. I wouldn't be buying today. Okay. Okay. You always got to, you can't, just because real estate's been a great investment, you can't just blindly buy real estate. Right. You have to, it's, yeah. everything goes in cycles. Yeah. We are in a downturn in the real estate market. Obviously, there's a slight tick up right now because the Central Bank of Canada paused on interest rates, but that's just a, a slight tick. Um, so you have, yeah, but real right. estate's more dynamic, right? You can buy like a, a rental property and uh, they'll pay your mortgage. That stuff is, positive right Where yeah, in that until, sense, until yeah. they can't pay rent anymore <laughs> yeah and then you're stuck with we it. haven't been yeah. in that situation yeah. yet we need the <laughs> owning yeah. owning owning real estate during a, a financial collapse is not a good thing yeah and we are entering into a financial collapse right but buying real estate in a financial collapse is amazing 
right. at the tail end. Right. 2008 created so many millionaires and billionaires because of the opportunities it created. But if you bought mm -hmm. your, these properties in 2006 or seven, you got murdered. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. So, and that's what we're in right now. So if you're buying real estate right uh, now, okay. you're going to get murdered, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Okay, can it go up, up for six months? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But the end game, at some point, you're going to see everything crash. All asset prices, bonds, stocks, real estate. And the only thing that is going to go up is commodities. Okay? Because what's going to happen is you're going you're to be in a hyperinflationary environment. People are going to be moved, taking their money out of stocks, out of bonds because of the collapsings that is happening. People are going to get nervous. They're going to pull it out. When they do that, they're going to need to put their money in something. And that's when they're going to put it into gold, silver, and other commodities. Um, I don't okay, so diversify this portfolio. Oh, yeah. Back to I, that. I mean, I would... Like I mean, you would put like 25% in, in... I would have some cash. Some cash, okay. Because there's going to be opportunities, right? There's right. no reason oh, to exactly. go all in right now. Yeah. There's going to be major opportunities in the next 12 months. So keep some cash. Keep some cash. Okay. And then the precious metals. 10 to 20%. 20%. 10 to 25% in cash. Okay. I mean, at maybe 50% in precious metals. Okay. If it was me, I'd put it all in silver. Yeah. But if you want to be diversified and have gold and silver, that's fine as well. I just think silver is going to outperform gold but tenfold. Wow. So for that reason, I don't, I don't see it. I love gold long term. I mm -hmm. want to have a lot of gold, but I want to make money in silver first and then convert then, it to gold and get five, ten times the amount. You understand? Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Um, and then I would have a little bit of cryptocurrencies, some Bitcoin, Ethereum, maybe maybe 10%. Your, to 20% of your portfolio, 5 to 10 to 20%. Why not? I mean, there's so much upside there. This is a new technology. This is something, that's what you want to be in. You want to get in at the beginning. Not a lot of people own cryptocurrencies right now. People aren't using them yet. Right. This is the beginning. This is an infancy stage. That's where you want to buy assets. Not exactly. buying Apple or Google or Amazon. These, these, these things, where's the upside there? Honestly, I mean... Yeah. People always fall in, or banks, people fall in love with these investments in the stock market because it's done so well. Those are, that's in the past. It's, we're in a 14-year bull market in stocks. You think we're just going to keep going higher and higher for the next 10 years? Of course yeah. not. It has to be a correction, and we're in it. And how far, how ugly it gets, I have no idea. But my guess is you're going to see 70 to 80% decline in the stock market. So, I think there's going to come a point where the gold and the Dow Jones is one-to-one. -one. Because if you go out throughout past history, you're going to see several times over the past several decades where gold and the Dow Jones are the same price. Okay, Right now, the Dow Jones is 34000 Gold is 2000 Big disparity. Yes. They're going to go one-to-one. -one. What? Where do they meet? My guess is in 10000 range is where I would say. Maybe, maybe it's 7000 but that means the Dow's got to go from 34,000 down to 10 and gold's got to go from 2,000 up to 10. 10. So I don't see any reason to put money in the stock market right now. I mean, I'm currently shorting banks. Um, that's how I play the market, yeah. but I'm not taking any long positions. Yes. Well, this, can the stock market go up 20% from here to the end of the year? Yes, of course. But that's not exciting to me. I'm not taking that kind of risk for 20%. Silver, the risk is very minimal, and the upside is astronomical. Bitcoin, the risk is high, but the upside is astronomical. Why would I take high risk on stocks if the upside is very minimal? Mm -hmm. Good point. 
So, I mean, you, people got to look at risk cycles, um, upside potential. I think that's what people don't truly understand. And that's why they don't buy cryptos or they don't buy silver. They don't truly understand the upside potential. So for you not to be in it, to me, that's too risky. People think crypto is too risky. It's too risky for you not, not to own crypto. Because if Bitcoin does go to a million dollars and you didn't buy any, and you can buy it today at 28,000, 29,000 or whatever it is. And you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. Buy $500, buy $1,000, buy $10,000. So if you're right, and it does 100 times, that 10,000 is now a million. Yeah. Because there's no worse conversation than when your kid comes to you <laughs> in 10 years from now and says, hey, daddy, how come you didn't buy Bitcoin? Or daddy, why didn't you buy silver? Because I didn't watch the gold awakening. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, just, I don't. Why? Why take that risk? Just have a little bit. Have a little bit. We are at a crossroads. That's it. Really, you go to the Great Reset, or we're going to the Great Awakening. I think it's both. And uh, I think the awakening has started. Yeah. I think people are opening their eyes. They're asking questions. They're making changes. And I think that awakening is just going to continue. We are in the age of Aquarius, which is the age of awakening. This is. Yeah. Uh, things are coming to us every day now. The truth yeah. is starting to come out about all things and you're going to find out the truth about the financial system very soon but that will be a sad truth and unfortunately i just hope people get prepared now because and how always- you get prepared you watch the gold awakening <laughs> we're now available on age every major podcast platform